Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to another episode of Playing Out from the Back podcast. Uh, guys, I'm joined by the usual team of Mo Spencer, Aaron White. How are you boys doing? All good, mate. All good. Yep. Good, good today. Looking forward to it. Yeah, as usual. Nice. We got we got a great show uh, today, and obviously before I run down of what we're going to be breaking down today, uh, I just want to remind our listeners um, about our new home again. Um, we're part of the Sports Social Podcast Network now, um, the UK's first dedicated sport podcast network as well. So you can find us along with a few others around sports that aren't just about football. Um, there's the NFL, there's Speedway. I think there's even a snooker one, which I would be interested to hear about, um, to see what they're actually discussing. <laughs> they're actually, yeah. there's a snooker one. There's a snooker one. And my um, my mate, David, he's a big snooker fanatic. And he was keen on that after he went on our page. He saw them at the bottom and he's keen on the old snooker oh, one. So, yeah, there's something for everyone. everyone. But when it comes to football, <laughs> you know where to come. It is here playing out from the backs. But uh, this week, obviously, we're getting straight into it. We're going to discuss Lee Mason. And what went down um, with, with Brighton there, and that was some craziness, but we all were discussing that. Uh, we're going to be talking about Man City, uh, their revival, Pep Guardiola building yet another great team, I would say. And we will be bringing up accusations of people calling them a fraud. Uh, we'll also be discussing... <laughs> <laughs> we'll also be discussing Gareth Bale um, and whether he was a fraud, actually. Yeah, let's discuss that as well. You know, we'll be talking about that, seeing what he's been doing, whether he's put the golf clubs down and he's ready to take football seriously again. Um, but guys, let's jump, let's jump straight into it. Let's jump into the, the madness that we saw yet again with another referee um, <laughs> in, in football uh, this year, Lee Mason. Dunk. He's about to take a free kick. And I couldn't believe it was Lewis Dunk that was taking about to take a free kick, to be honest. But his quick thinking, he takes a free kick off the whistle, to be fair. Not just his quick thinking, straight off the whistle. But as he kicks it, there's another whistle from Lee Mason because he's realised that he's made a bit of a mistake 
people aren't set. I think it was it was it uh, Sam Johnson. Was it Sam Johnson that's on the post still lining up his wall? Yeah. Uh, obviously, then he takes this free kick. Yeah. Now, one. What on earth is going on through his head at this moment? Is it a lapse of concentration? I'm coming to you, Anx. I know how much you love referees this year. Um, <laughs> but do, do you think it was the right call what he did where he rectified his mistake and he went and spoke to the to the managers? Or, or do you think he just sort of accepted his mistake and allowed that, that goal? What, what, how do you see this one? Well, quick answer with that is that he should have accepted his mistake and given a goal. Uh, but you know what? Honestly... We've discussed some awful, awful decisions by referees and VAR since we started the pod. Uh, and as you said, I've, I've called out the standards of our officials for, for such a long time now. And, and trust me, I hate going through this like, because it's ruining the game that we all love. The, these moments, uh, these decisions, uh, it gives us stuff to talk about, but it's ruining the game that we love. And what I witnessed at West Brom at the weekend was probably the worst piece of officiating I've ever witnessed. And that's not just Premier League. That's all levels of football going down to grassroots Sunday mornings. Uh, that is the worst piece of officiating I've ever witnessed. For him to, to disallow the goal, then to give it, and then to disallow it again, uh, it took him nearly four minutes to decide <laughs> if, whether he's blown the whistle or not. And that's the worst thing. He's four minutes. He's had uh, the Brighton players come up saying, you know, why, why have you disallowed the goal? He's fallen for that and then said, OK, give the goal. And then the West Brom players come up. He's fallen for that. And then he's disallowed the goal. He, hasn't, he can't even make up his mind as to what he's done. He's got probably his linesman in his ear. He's got the VAR officials in his ear, probably telling him what to do, probably confusing him even more. Uh, for me, like I said, it, to get that wrong and the embarrassing way that he uh, went about his decisions uh, for me is just awful. And lastly, uh, he has now gone MIA with this fake injury. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, yeah, that, that, calf strain. That, that, that's, you know, that calf strain that he couldn't be a fourth official. He can't... I was going to say calf strain to lift. <laughs> A subboard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And now we can't officiate during the midweek game. Uh, but the worst thing about it is he's been backed by the FA now because they haven't come out and said anything. They've gone along with this fake injury. Uh, and I'll call it a fake injury because it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> and if they want to improve the standards of officiating, the FA, the referees, they have to come out. They have to own their mistakes and that's the only way they're going to learn because the way they keep hiding, the way the uh, FA keeps uh, taking up for them, they're never going to learn. They're just going to think it's, it's just a mistake. Nothing's, nothing's happened. Fake an injury for a week, come back next week, you know, dust has settled and we go again. But fair play to Dunk, called him out after the game. Uh, he's not the only one that's called him out after the game. I know uh, Nuno, the Wolves manager, did the same thing last season or last year. So he's got history and like I say, worst piece of fishing I've ever witnessed. <laughs> Mo, is it a worst bit? Oh. You know, you know the worst. You know the worst thing about it was, yeah. After he made the mistake and then he changed his decision and gave the goal, it was like he was refereeing a Sunday league match and no one would know. 
And then he, and then it's sort of like he thought, oh, hold on, the world's watching you. I can't just give this goal and just move over. This ain't going to work. So then, after sending the ball to the middle of the pitch, he's now got the finger by the ear where they're saying, you've made a mistake now. You've made a mistake. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to get you out of this. But you've made a, you've made a mistake now. And then, and then, then VAR turns it around and they get back to the, to the decision that was still, because you've got to remember that even after VAR intervened to save Lee Mason, <laughs> they still got it wrong. Yeah. It was a goal, innit? So, so after all of those, after the five minutes, all of the momentum of the game gone, um, decisions changing all over the place, um, you know, they still, you they still the whistle, got it wrong. You? you play to the whistle, so, you know, whistle. That's the rule. This is, well, the, the, that's the thing. So it's a goal. Yes, the ref made a mistake. He he actually tried to own up for his mistake by saying it was a goal. And then VAR, like, it's just so... This this VAR, simply, for me, you know my views on it, it has to go. It's, ru- it's ruining games. It's ruining games. Because imagine the momentum shift. Mm. Imagine the momentum shift. Um, when Brighton score that goal, their players are like, right, let's get on it. Let's like we're gonna get a second. We're gonna go on and win it. Then it gets taken away. Then it gets given back. Like it's just that they're ruining the actual flow of the game. The 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 yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the best word. The flow of the game because a lot of these games are emotions. Like players are playing on emotion. Like a player does a good trick and then he's looking threatening and then he's beating his man, and then eventually he scores a goal. That's how like, mm-hmm. sort of goals are scored a lot of the time. But when, this, when VAR co- comes in every time, it, it literally sucks all the emotion out of the game. And whatever team had momentum going forward, whatever team was under the cosh, they all get to start again from a, you know, yeah, like yeah. a, a, a mm. flat blank yeah. canvas. And that, that, that is such a big thing in football momentum. And... I just think this VAR and the amount of time, especially, it's just re- it's, it's really it's getting really really bad, and uh, they're not going to get rid of it this season. Right? They're not going to get rid of it, but they've got to get much better, man. Uh, like when you watch the Europa and the Europa yeah. deal with it, it's everything is so much so much a better a better way. Look, you're look Europa in the Champions League mm. and stuff. Australia's perfect, yeah, perfect mm. way of doing it, in my opinion. Um, but they won't got, ever do it. They won't do that. Because right? I know um, we, we, the other thing that obviously crept up in the week was with Stuart Atwell as well with the Man United Chelsea thing. Now, all of a sudden, conveniently, um, it, they've come out and said that Luke Shaw misheard what the referee said to Maguire. <laughs> it's all like being swept apart. Basically, yeah. someone's got a brown envelope there going, look, mate, I need you to shut up, basically. Because this is what's now <laughs> obviously coming out because obviously Luke Shaw's turned around and said, you know, obviously at the time I heard him speaking to basically, um, he called him H, obviously, his best pal. Um, so it's a pen and then it's going to cause a lot of talk <laughs> about it after. So I don't know. So he's like, now after referee said that, he knows he can't just make a decision. He has to make a decision mm-hmm. that he, everyone upstairs is going to be happy with as well. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. If you as the ref- you're the referee, grab your balls and turn around and say, it's a pen. If it's not, you, and we come back, we talk about afterwards on match of the day. That's what we do. That's what the pundits are going to do. Do that. Let's go. Was it a pen, Sam? Was it a pen? If it's hit, if it's hit, if it's hit. Was yes, it a pen, though? Yeah, it uh, was. If he's hit his hand, and with all the penalties we've seen, it's a penalty. But he's saying, oh, if I give this penalty, it's going to yeah. cause, like, there's going to be a lot of talk yeah. about it. 
What? So you don't want to be? Yeah, listen no now. Guess what? Yeah. You're in the you're in the limelight. You you have tried to bottle it because you bottled giving a penalty because you don't want it being spoke about. Well, hear what? This is what's going to happen. And now, obviously, someone, the powers that are be, have come down on um, Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, and Oli Gunnar Solskjaer about it. And also, all of a sudden, he's misheard what he said. Let me tell you, there's no mishearing anything right now because there's no fans. Yeah. And it's quiet. And you know and what? And this is the pressure. That's what's yeah. creating more pressure as well because now everyone can hear what is going on. And so it's mad. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer obviously yeah. had a bit of a rant after the game. Uh, same with Luke Shaw. And they didn't get any uh, disciplinary action from the FA either. So mm. definitely something's happened there behind the scenes to say you won't get in any trouble just so you've made a mistake. Mm. And obviously, he Solskjaer obviously mentioned the fact that oh, because everyone's talking about Man United being given loads of penalties, which to be rightly, you know, they have been given a lot of penalties. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Those penalties yeah. are fine given those if it's consistent all the way through. Because listen, we're all gooners. I saw I saw them slow down and watch that replay about a million times on Saturday um, with the Leicester game where yeah. Pepe's absolutely torn them a new one. And all of a sudden it was, oh, it's the NDD first contact. But then, you know, there's another bit of contact inside the box, but we're going to go with NDD. But actually, we've seen penalties given where they've gone the flip reverse and gone, well, he's been, his actual contact that's taken him down is the one that's in the box and they've given a penalty. Yeah. It seems to be there's no consistent flow all the way through. And this is yeah. where... Obviously, United have been given penalties in the in the past. People have got upset about it, which is fine. But if you can't get upset about it if they're consistent and they gave the the same style of penalty to another team, mm. they haven't done that. And now, obviously, he's right in saying that there's now a bit of a stigma that referees are going, "Oh, I better not give that because it's going to be talk, and I don't really want to be on the back of the papers tomorrow." Which has now brought us to this situation. So right now mm. we're here again, yet yeah, episode twenty-two of playing out from the back talking yet again about VAR and referees appalling behaviour hmm. and, and stuff. You know what? You know what as well? You know what as well? Solskjaer, yeah? His little... Just going back to him. You see his little complaint there about um, people writing about it, uh, about Man United getting penalties and people talking about Man United getting penalties and all of a sudden Man United don't get penalties. He needs to understand from a, from a point of view that this has been going on for while football's been going yeah. on, that's mind games. That's mm-hmm. what mind. That's the whole mind games thing. So it doesn't matter that people are writing about it, Ollie, because if a manager wants wants it to be yeah. spoken about, yeah. he'll talk about it. You know what I mean? So if it weren't if it weren't the papers writing about it, it would have been Klopp, or it would have been Pep, or it would have been you know Chris Wilder, whoever talking about it. And then it's in, that is mind game for him to come out after the game and start complaining that. He feels that Man United are being hard done by because of that. He needs to go and look <laughs> over the Sir Alex and Sir <laughs> Alex Ferguson interviews from when he played, because Sir Alex Sir Alex Ferguson will be talking about all mad stuff, and you're thinking, why is he talking about it? But when he yeah. talks about it, everyone talks about it, don't they? So it's 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 just intelligent mind games. So uh, yeah, just that on Ollie. I, I watched that interview and I just felt sorry <laughs> for him because he just couldn't get his point across what he wanted to say. I was just thinking. Well, when Rokin gets hold of that excuse, and you are finished, Oli, mate. You're finished. He was the master of those mind games, man. He was the master of it. Let me tell you, wait, Kevin Keegan's still chomping. Rumour has it, mate. He's still chomping. Still I'm telling you. He's been like a hungry hippo since 1990. Like, it's, just, it's mad. It's mad. But 
You know what? It is. It is good mind games, but also at the same time, you know, there, there's a lot more sort of truth behind it as well. In that, say, the as say the officiating is horrendous. We're seeing VAR is just not is not working um, like consistently. I don't think VAR. Let me tell you this. I would like to say this though. Am I against VAR um, as a nutshell? No, if it's used correctly, because we've yeah. just given some examples there in in Europa, Champions League, and obviously um, in Australia where it's clear because you can hear the referee's conversations between him, his linesman, his fourth official, and the person up in the Golden Tower, basically, discussing what, what they can see on the tape. Now, and it's just, it's just perfect to the point. There's no dilly-dallying. There's no someone panicking, going, oh, my God, it's going to cost us revenue. Don't give a penalty, because that's what's happening. Um, you know, we haven't got that. So I think we need to, they need to revisit that and, and really crack down on it. Or if they just feel that there is too much money and there is, but I'm not saying there is corruption, but let's say there is some form of bias, then get rid of it. Because you're making yourselves look a bit silly right now. I don't know about you guys if you think that. I think the FA are, are making themselves a little bit silly right now and it's 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 not it's not a good look. No, but, they are. They, they're, they're trying to protect their, their, their officials and it's backfiring. Yeah, yeah. It's not... They never step up though, really. They never step up. There's not really much where... You can say FA's done a brilliant job on that, and you know, what I mean, they 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 very rarely step up, and you say, mm. "Oh, they've done a brilliant job on that," or with anything, even hiring new yeah. heads of the FA, they get it wrong. You know, what I mean, no one even <laughs> know what they, the person comes out and the person that they've chose makes a howling mistake, and you know, everyone's looking at it thinking, <laughs> "How did this person get appointed?" And that's just what the FA do, isn't it? They they don't they, they don't really. There's not, there's not much where you can say, oh, yeah. they've done a fantastic job on that. Um, you know yeah, what I mean? That's and that's, that's just it, how it is. Let's move on to what I've been looking forward to this one, just for you, Aaron, on this one. Because I think, basically, episode four, I oh. believe someone called Pep Guardiola a fraud. And he also said, also said that he basically expires <laughs> after a couple of seasons and cannot rebuild teams. In fact, I think it's good teams and he then bottles it and Ooh. goes off somewhere else where he can spend loads of money. We are now sitting here nicely, as I say, episode 22, uh, with Man City absolutely flying. And it looks like he's built a new sort of system and team. So, Aaron, what say you, sir? Because we're sitting <laughs> here right now. Ruben Diaz and John Stones are going to be the, the best centre-back partnership. Well, not arguably. They are the best partnership in the league right now. They started 16 times this season, keeping 12 clean sheets, conceding just three goals. And they've actually scored... In fact, here's the stat for you. They've scored more goals together, five, than they've actually let in. <laughs> How about that? That's so, a great stat. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, I mean, let's, 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 before we get into them two, let's, let's address the Pep Guardiola. Are, okay. you re- are you retracting your statement? No. <laughs> no way. <laughs> let, 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 let me, let me on, tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. The jury is ready right. for this one as well. <laughs> let me tell you why. Yes, 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 they've been good. Very good. In uh, such an unpredictable season, uh, they've been the most consistent team. Uh, and of course, that will bring them another title that's going to happen. That's hands down. No one's catching them. They're going to get that. Uh, 
But unlike any other team this season, they've had a, they've had their squad depth uh, of quality, not just depth. They've had quality. I think their their last few names on the bench in the last few games have, have shown that. Diaz and Cancelo have probably been the best defenders in the league. I don't doubt that. Uh, Gundogan, uh, there's not much I can say about him other than people forgot De Bruyne was was obviously injured for for that long. He played so well. Uh, Stones and Rodri stepped up. Foden's improved every game. The quality is there, and there's no doubt that. There's no doubt about that. But, and there is a but, I do think they have been helped by uh, pretty much every team in the league that anyone thought would be in the top six to eight this season. Uh, Chelsea, Arsenal, for instance, uh, inconsistent transition season, obviously due to, to manager changes throughout the last 18 months or so. Spurs, Leicester uh, had some good spells this season, but I think the lack of quality in their squad has shown uh, with, with their recent results. Liverpool, massive disappointments. Uh, United, for me, this pretty much sums it up because they're second and they're the closest team to Man City at the moment. And I think they're not even top four worthy. Uh, For them to be the closest shows how other teams are just not good enough at the moment. And I think that's just helped Man City just come on a great run. And I'm not going to put anything past them. I'm not going to give credit where it's due. You know, they're top, they're flying. But they've been helped massively by other other teams just underperforming. That's but they've performed. I don't understand. You can't have a team that's you can't discredit a team that's performing well because others aren't. I'm not discrediting them. Like I said, they, they deserve all the credit in the world. But, but, but you're they, still saying, but you're still saying Pep's a fraud because yeah. other other teams aren't performing, but they, their team is. Yeah, hundred percent. Mo, I'm gonna let you get in because I just I just loaded my shotgun. <laughs> so you crack on. <laughs> Uh, listen, yeah. They've, what what he's doing now, what Pep's doing now, is different from from what he's done in the past. As you say, like in terms of rebuilding another team, which we, well, not me, but which Aaron said that he doesn't normally do. He doesn't normally do it, but he's proved, I think, this time that he can rebuild a team, and not only rebuild a team. I think he's he's become. I don't know if he can become better, but he's become better at making mm. the best of what of what he's got. And I know that he's got a lot. He's got a lot. He has got a lot of good players. But what I will say is that when you look at Man City team this season, they've been missing Aguero for the whole season, pretty much their main centre forward. Jesus isn't Jesus, sorry, isn't close to him. Uh, they've missed uh, KBB for large parts of this season. They uh, missed um, Laporte for large parts of this season. And they've been able to, to to put together a consistent run with the players that they had fit. And I think that you can't underestimate that in what Pep is doing. And I know he, I know people will say, oh, he's got all the he's got all the best players, but it doesn't that doesn't matter. Look at the way they're playing. Look at the way they're defending. Look at the way that they... Sometimes when you watch them, you actually don't know where who's playing where because they're so fluid, They the way they get the ball back. That's that's what you have to look at with Pep. Like, forget about the players because you could give 
how many times do we see the teams with the best players not winning everything? Because it's, it's more than just having the best players. You've got to then make them gel. And then it's the system, the defensive. I look, I'm looking at the defensive stats. They're a joke. They are a joke. I saw them absolutely make a mockery of, of Arsenal. They stifled us. They stifled us. You know how good, how good that performance was for a 1-0? And the final thing I just want to say is that I'm seeing from Man City now is although they're not the top scorers in the league, which they've done season after season, um, they're behind Man U at the moment. But we're starting to see 1-0 dominations. And everyone always says they're the teams that win, you know, proper titles. We're seeing 1-0 dominations. So, you know, I'm, I'm, impressed with, I'm impressed with this team and I think that they're going to get better. Now, De Bruyne are coming back, Aguero coming back, investment in the summer is going to be very difficult to stop them. And I've got a question for you, boys, is... Um, I don't want to ask a quadruple question because I think it's uh, it's a little bit premature. But how many titles do you think they'll win? Well, everything, but the, everything they're still in except for Champions League. I don't think they'll win the Champions League. Mm. I think that the way they're playing this season is do, designed for them. Do you to think? Win the do you think he's the more defensive, concentrated, on the more that, solid structure? Because obviously he has, hasn't done great in recent seasons. Do you think he's uh, I, done all this to, to obviously help him out more in those? He's in a better position. Games? He's in a better position because they could actually put, wrap up uh, this title quite early. Yeah, I think it's heading that way. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the only thing I would say. Yeah, that's the that's mm. the best thing about it. That's the best thing about it. Is I think that like this season he probably was focusing, saying, "Right, we're going to build a team." to win the Champions League. But it so turns out, the way that they've decided to play and the team that they've decided to, to build and the way they've decided to play has been so consistent that it's also given them a, a title yeah. in a season where consistency is really all you needed. Like, it's really all you... Like, I know that it's, it, you know, it, it's, it, of course it is, but consistency is really all you needed. Like, this is why we're seeing teams like Villa, Everton, West Ham really, really seriously competing for those top four spaces because consistency really is all you need this season. You know what I mean? To get to 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 way out perform. Mm. I'm actually worried about perform him this season. season. You know, I I think that he's going to spend quite a lot of money, especially on a striker. I think if they can get a huge striker in, it's going to be very, very dangerous for every team in that league it's time for Harry Kane to Do you make think... his move as we had that conversation yeah about. it could be Haaland yeah it could be I think, I think Dortmund Chelsea, are I think terrible Chelsea, this season I think Chelsea have got Haaland I think they're sat in there but you know yeah. which will be a shame because then I'll get the strikers curse and we won't ever see Haaland again <laughs> until he signs for like real sociedad or something like that but <laughs> um, yeah hopefully not hopefully not but um, we'll, we'll, we'll see but I do I, listen I, I think Pep's just showing showing his qualities now um, and yeah look, I'll take your point so see yeah, people haven't been performing but you, you can't make that an excuse for someone else that is performing no, they're no, still, playing the, same, why, they're still yeah. playing the same teams and stuff like that but I've got to say, I, I, I say I'm, I'm really happy that they finally started to get it together I think they've actually seen surprisingly um, Zichenko playing left back as well they've mm. had so many left back problems because they just have never got it right he's actually been the sort of bargain basement ones actually worked out for him um, in, in playing there but and yeah they've had they've had their fair share of injuries I did see people sort of comment well you know did you see their 500 million um, mm-hmm. pound bench and stuff like that but I'm like 
let's steady on because Chelsea, I think, had about four hundred million pound bench against United when they had Emma's. Doesn't mean anything, but as I say, I think people doesn't need to mean slow anything. down a little bit there. Everyone's got these um, powerful benches now. That if you're if you're cast as a top six side, I think you're going to have those sort of um, those sort of benches. It's, it's yeah. a given. Um, and to be honest, I think you, you should be able to have that and have the rotation. You you've been up there, um, so I don't think injuries can be people can cause those injuries. I know Liverpool fans will will have their Kleenex out going on about. Oh, we've had we've had injuries, but so is everyone else. You know, it's it, it it is it happens. And great sides, as we said, build on that, and they have these squads. If you haven't got those squads, then what are you? And what have you been doing? Um, yeah. You know, have you gone for one? What you know, one hit wonder sort of thing. And that's what um, obviously Brendan Rodgers came out and said. He, he gave Arsenal credit, but he said, look, the depth was there. We don't have the, we don't have the depth. We don't have that quality in depth, and, and Arsenal did, and we got we got the job done. To be fair, and I think if you've got that, which you should have, you should still be able to get the job done. And some teams, quite right now, haven't been doing that on a consistent basis. And you know, Arsenal haven't been consistent, but we've been fortunate enough to be able to play on a Thursday, and still be able to put out a half decent side um, the, the the following following few days. But yeah, credit to Pep. He's not a fraud. He's greatness. We'll, I think we'll find. I think we'll find out next season if he is or not. You can't. You can't do that to the guy. You can't do that to the guy. You cannot do that to the guy. That's, that's absolutely mad. Oh, I, I want to hear. I need to hear who else he says oh. agrees with you that he's a fraud. I, I'm putting. How many? How many? can inbox me as well with that. <laughs> Hold on. So, so as as Pep been here oh, at the end of this fire. season without be four seasons and trophies. Four seasons here. Four seasons here. Or five, yeah. yeah that, and how many? Probably about four, twelve fraud, trophies. Fraud, fraud. Yeah. Oh, oh my come God. on, man. Come on, man. Chelsea, man. Chelsea managers have been getting one hundred and fifty million pounds to spend the summer since two thousand eight or whatever. You know what I mean? They jump the gun like you calling people frauds. <laughs> mm. I mean, I. The reason they got such a good defensive <laughs> record, anyone would with five hundred million no. spent on defenders. Ah, mate, put the violin away. Yeah, but it's true though. It's true. That's it's not true. necessarily the case. Uh, how much Chelsea have Chelsea have spent? They're they're the clear indicator. Chelsea uh, have spent so uh, much. Yeah, but United have spent so much. But they're not, a they're not buying though. titles. There, there's a difference. Like I said, you know, Guardiola's coming into his fifth season. Every Chelsea manager probably doesn't last two seasons, so they it just that's a cycle for them. And it doesn't work for them anymore. But with City, five seasons, the amount of defenders they've had in, it's not surprising that they're going to get Premier it right. League, two Premier League titles, one FA Cup, three League Cups. And if you're going to put Charity Shields in there, which we should yeah. do for Arsenal fans, he's won two of those <laughs> as well. We really, to me, let's, we don't really, we don't really need to you, count you, Charity you, Shields or League you, Cups. You've got to do it, man. Oh, he's still... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What? I'm, I'm, I'm winding you guys up. Right, right. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm moving. Oh on. my god! I'm gonna say it's, it's getting me. I'm, 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 I'm always hook line and sinker with everything. No, so I can't do it. But let's talk about someone that might actually come across as as fraudulent. Is unless you know you're a Tottenham fan who get gassed after one one game. Uh, Gareth Bale had a good game the other day. They were playing, buying contenders, Burnley. Um, 
but he looked half decent. Oh, and he played the Europa game where he looked half decent against the Farmers, by the way. I think I think Epsom and Yule would give them uh, a run for their money who they played in Europa. It was horrendous to watch. They were named after a, a hamburger, I think, or something like that. Now, <laughs> people jumping up at that, Gareth Bale. Listen, two good performances, <laughs> well done, against baggy, baggy <laughs> opposition. What's your guy's opinion? I'll come to you on this one, Mo, first. Is he back? Is there been something that we've they, he's had to address to get his form back, or or is it just he's played against some some bad sides? What, what's your what's your take on it? No, I mean, I think when people, he's not going to be back, he's never going to be the flying Gareth Bale. But I, I think that what we're seeing now is he's delivering what um, sort of a bit of what they brought in there to deliver. Um, goals, assists, he's looking lively around the box and he's adding something to uh, the forward line a little bit more to Kane and um, and Son and he gives teams obviously something else to worry about but you know, I, don't, I wouldn't say he's, he's back but he is delivering something uh, at the moment. I started to see signs of it um, I think that first Europa game against Wolfsburg, I watched it. And then, you you know, you saw a little bit at the end of the uh, West Ham game. Um, and then Burnley, obviously, it come to fruition. But it, it seems a little bit like he's got a point to prove. I don't know whether Jose Mourinho sat down and had a conversation with him and said, look, this is what we want from you. This is what we need from you. And you, as a player who you are, you know what I mean, with the stuff you've won, you need to bring this to the team. And he's just sort of thought, all right, now's the time to deliver. But what we've got to remember is, with Gareth Bale is yeah. he's had so many years of not playing consistent football and also so much time of regular um, injuries, whether he was injured or not in Spain. Um, but he had so much time with little niggling injuries that really and truly, when you, when, you, when you lay it out on the table and you're looking at when you would really expect to start seeing the best of Gareth Bale, if he's only playing 20 minutes here and there, and half an hour here and there and a Europa game here and there, you're not going to see the best of him. It always had to be a situation with him where you have to give him 60, 70 minutes consistently for seven or eight games to try and get the best mm. out of him. But that just, that simply don't happen with Mourinho. You have to perform. And obviously what that's meant is that now we're in February, March, and now it's taken till now, three months before he goes back to Madrid, for you to see sort of the... Uh, the any any decent bits of Gareth Bale. Do you see what I mean? So, I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he's can't, he's, he's back because he's never going to be that player. But what I will say is that it's something to look out for. He could be a key. He could be key to them if they want to have yeah. a late push for top four or a late push for Europe or uh, a late push yeah. in the Europa yeah. League. He yeah. will be a big player in that in that push. Yeah, yeah, I agree with most. That's what uh, I say. Seems, especially the consistency part, he does need to start playing regularly. It could be, it could be uh, a bit of luck from for Jose, or it could be a masterstroke. Because he's got the luck because he's literally tried every other option, you know, in that position over the last two months, and it hasn't worked out. Uh, so he's thought, oh, let's just give Bale these next few games, see what happens. Or it could be a bit of. Uh, you know, a bit of genius from Jose from letting him build up through training, giving him minutes here and there and waiting until he's probably 
better within himself because he's obviously got some kind of issue, maybe not giving 110% or 100% because of past injuries and stuff like that. So he could have just bided his time with, with Bale and now he's slowly getting him back into it. But if, whichever one it is, it's, it's good for for Bale that he's getting these goals now, putting in these performances despite who they're playing against. But the main thing is going to be he needs to start playing regularly now. And if he does, I, <clears throat> if he does then I'm pretty sure uh, we'll see something quite special with their front three because I think Bale was the missing link for Kane and Son over the last few months where they've slowly quietened down and uh, not hit the heights as they did at the beginning of the season. So maybe now adding Bale to that attack gives them something a bit more extra. Mm. Yeah. Takes takes a little bit of pressure off of off of uh, their reliance on <laughs> their reliance on Son and Kane, especially Son. Son looked there was a period like a month or so ago where Son genuinely looked tired. He was yeah. he was literally, I think he was being asked to do everything, take every set piece. You know what I mean? Be the be the main attacker in in every attack, and it was just it, I mean, it did look like it. It, uh, it, it was taking his toll on. He's finished. What? I don't know why everyone's getting so hyped up about two games. <laughs> you lot can go then. Oh, man, I don't know what people are watching and jumping up and down about. I guess Tottenham fans need that in their life because maybe that's what they need. Maybe they'll maybe they'll get a little plaque of him and call it a trophy or something along them lines. Because I'm telling you, when he does it, listen. When we, people talk about like the joke used to be about Tuesday night at Stoke, I want to see him do it against some big teams now. Mm-hmm. Like and like you say, that consistency before we everyone gets too gassed about Gareth. Do you know what I mean? I still think he's he's only doing it because he realises he still can't get on the golf course. But once he gets to play with his powers again, once these restrictions are all done and he can go on his merit, you know, on his, on his way to do whatever he wants, let's see if the same Gareth Bale is there. This guy's getting paid 600 grand a week still, by the way. He doesn't care. He's finished. He's, he doesn't care about football. He turned up to where, I don't even know where they played that last game in Europa. Some random randomness. Um, but yeah, congratulations. He looked half decent. Everyone got gassed. Well done. He, if he come and played against someone in combined counties and did that, would anyone get gassed? Because I think it was almost the same level watching them. It was, imba- it, was imba- <laughs> it was embarrassing. The one thing I did say... Paul Wolfersberg. Paul Wolfersberg or whatever they <laughs> For sorry. no reason. Yeah, for that Absolutely piece, hammered yeah, on the podcast. I'll take that back. Yeah, listen, Gareth Bale should be, <laughs> be spanking. You know I mean? And he played a great ball for Kane's goal against Burnley. Don't get me wrong. That, that ball he played out to him was, was a joke. Mm. But Harry Kane is a joke. What he did, that finish was outrageous, even though I had a bit of a deflection. But I'm saying, people, let's just steady. Let's have this conversation again. I don't think I'm saying anything too outrageous. I'm, Was no, but was no. Sam, was. he's a match. He's a match winner. He's a he's a player. That if he yeah. no 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 he's no he's a match winner still now. He, you don't like he's a player. Yeah, if Bow's on the pitch, yeah, you exactly worry it. about him. You, if Lamella's on the pitch, you don't worry about him. He's just another player. But when Bell's on the pitch, you think, all right, I'm not going to let him come in on the left foot. I'm not going to do like he is a match. I get what you're saying, and he ain't the same player that he is. 
But what I think with Bow and what I think with with um, with Tottenham is by putting him on the pitch, you've got another match winner on the pitch, and and that always makes a difference. You know, what I mean to 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 um, to matches, match winners. He could pop up with a thirty yarder. He can do that. He can still do that. Do you get what I mean? And I think just having him on the pitch frees up a little bit of space for Son and he's a little done. bit of space <laughs> for, um, for Kane as well. <laughs> he's done. He's done. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we tried, listen. man. Hey, I, I, Gareth, I, if you I, listen I, to I this, I tried, really mate. I tried. <laughs> Some Gareth people just can't be still, I'm sure, a very good player. He's he run rings around a lot of people. But is he the hype and the level that he once was? No. Are Tottenham inflating him even more because they think that they finally got his man back? No. Um, you know, the guy is not where he was. So I think just, again, Tottenham fans, slow down. Go and buy some more of your League Cup merchandise, finalist merchandise that I saw, and just in, admire that you've got uh, that's on six grand a week. So you're paying half of, by the way, for sitting on the bench. Congratulations. Soak it up, Barstow Cam. Um, but let's go on to maybe they can earn some money this weekend to help contribute towards his wages. I believe, Aaron, you've got some tips for a few people this week. Um, yeah. I'm going to yeah. write these down myself, and if they don't come in, I will bring it up. <laughs> far away i've had a i've had a bit of time over the last couple of days to to look at some some games uh over the weekend uh the first one is uh peterborough they're playing burton uh peterborough won six on the bounce now scored two goals or more in in them all uh burton who they're playing have lost five of their last six uh home games Burton are at home in this game and uh, there is a, a nice little bet here looking at Peterborough to win with over 1.5 goals and I'm looking to put that in a double with uh, Brentford Brentford have won 10 home games this season uh, they're at home to Rotherham at a weekend and 9 out of the 10 wins I've seen them score 2 or more goals as well so when they win they win, they win well uh, and obviously Rotherham not in great form. They've lost, I think, their last five games in a row. Uh, and the head-to-heads in both games, uh, Brentford and Peterborough, uh, Brentford have won the last four head-to-heads, 2-0, 4-2, 5-1, So again, scored uh, over 1.5 goals in each of those games. And Peterborough as well, they've won 2-0, 4-0 and 2-1. Again, scoring over 1.5 in both of those games. You get a double of Peterborough and Brentford uh, to win with them both scoring over 1.5 goals is 3-1 to one in most uh, bookies, which is great odds considering the form and head-to-heads. Uh, the last piece, I've got a couple of goal scorers you can do as a single, anytime singles or doubles. We just spoke about Harry Kane. Uh, he's one of them. He's got four in his last five home games. They're at home to uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, he scored in the reverse reverse fixture. Five goals incoming. Yep. <laughs> he's scored in the reverse fixture this season and in his last two appearances. So he's one of them. And the other one is the championship top scorer, Ivan Tony, uh, Brentford striker. Uh, they've been producing great strikers throughout the last few years, by the way. Uh He's got nine goals in his last eight games, scored in the reverse fixture. Uh, both of them are just under evens to score any time. So, again, if you want to double your money, put a single on, 
if you want to put it in a double, you know, about two, three to one, then either or both looking good value. But there, there are nice few different types of bets there for the listeners. I think. <laughs> I was going to say, Mo's, Mo's definitely written them down. I like those. Got them all written down. Got them all written down myself. I, I, I'm just thinking. Are you saying, Aaron, that Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank needs to get off of Sky Sports yes. and get down to the Burton Albion training ground and very, get them winning? They're not bottom, I because don't think, but they're, they're at the they're moment, are they bottom yeah. of League One? Yeah, very close. He just took yeah. over there. Did you know he just re took over there? I don't know <laughs> if anyone noticed that. He said it on Sky Sports the other day. He was just like, yeah, I'm he's back ca- at Yeah, he's, he's casual. But yeah, and that's yeah, all the they, that's all they burn, said about it. Yeah, bad, so, bad yeah. Okay, yeah, so I've got them when they down. win. They win normally in style, two, three goals. So looks good value. Boys, yeah. I'm going to ask you a quick question before we wrap up. Would you take Thierry Henry at Arsenal as a coach right now? Not manager, just as a coach. He's back in London, by the way. Yes. Uh, yeah. I I would, but Arteta won't. And it's the same. Uh, um, it's the same with. Um, I think if Wenger was Wenger was manager, yeah. um, I, I would say I would, but I don't think he he would. He would. I just I think that them. Their managers, they don't want anyone who's who's like that in the club. They don't want any icons or perceived icons. They they don't want that sort of character in the club. And I love Thierry Henry, but you know Thierry Henry will be. He's very passionate. He's very outspoken. No. I just, I, just, I can't see. I can't see Arteta. It would be great for the play. Well, it would be great for the fans. It would be great for the young strikers, Balogun. And Ketty, it'd probably be great for uh, Obama Yang, no, no. uh, Lacazette he's, as well. He's back but in London. He's, he's had top it, it won't happen. Now, uh, that's that's he, just the plain, that, plain um, simple fact. It was too, it was too much, um, sort of the, the distance. He's away from his family. The missus obviously London as well. Um, so he's back. I do see him um, <laughs> in, a, in a dugout soon, though. Um, so back in, back in, where it, I doubt it'll be the Premier League, but. I do see him getting his uh, his first mm. job here in the UK properly. I think um, he, was, he was linked with Bournemouth, wasn't he? He before. was linked with Bournemouth, yeah. But I think he needs a job that, that that's going to be a pressure. They're going to want they're under the cost to want to try and get back up. There's always going to be those pressures. He does need to find a job which maybe he can build a bit of a project around. But Palace, um, Hodgson's gone at the end of the year, and he he's out of contract. Will Palace fans want someone as unproven right now? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think, as I said, I don't know if it's the project that he. He wants. I think the thing with stigma with your Omri coming is people would associate Omri as they they think they're going to get the Omri player. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They're not. He's a, he's a it's a whole new Thierry Omri. Omri is a manager. He's not Omri as a player. He's not going to suddenly give you like forty eight <laughs> goals and assists over the season. That's just not going to happen. So you know that's something that he's obviously had to adjust because he's he's still showing boys how to do it on a training pitch going this should be easy it should be easy for you to, to do and it's not coming across like that you know he's got to, he's got to find his new co- uh, coaching um sort of use his coaching merits properly rather yeah. than just saying hey guys come on hit it top bins cuz i can you know it's not like it's not it's not like that <laughs> yeah but you, 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 the palace fans seem to want 
like they seem to want like a. I don't like. I don't know where. Where do Palace go uh, after Hodgson? Do they go sort of towards like your Eddie Howes, um, your sort of proven Premier League? Because I think they want a bit more flair. Yeah, but at the same time, I think yeah. unless you're going to put money into it, you have mm. to throw money into changing yeah. like a style. Like, look what happened to Stoke. <laughs> they tried to change their style. Then, yeah. They're still shocking. And they they're nearly ended shocking. up in League One. Like... <laughs> Didn't, it's not. It's didn't not. It's not easy. It's not easy. You have to. You have to. Serious money. Because they, couldn't, at these they couldn't do what he he wanted what, them to Palace. do. Yeah. Palace. Yeah. 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 But yeah. But they they did. Yeah. They, that's what I mean. That's what, so. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for because yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. You got you got to watch that. But you know, um, you know, they're one of our local yeah. guys, so no disrespect, Palace. But come on, you're, you're in the Premier League. You, you, I think you'll be there comfortably for a while. So just be careful what you wish for. They've got. <laughs> they've got seventeen. Oh, they've so got seventeen football, out of contract players. That's a football manager. This summer, seventeen. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know how you managed. Yes. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> mate, I'm telling you, oh, how do you even manage that? Like, how do you even manage that? They're going to start pre-season with six players. Um, let's see who, the, who they go for. Be interesting to see that list and uh, whether there's any any bargains, but I doubt there is because they've only got two players. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, can't can't wait to see him in another shirt. Yeah, it, it'll score. It, it'll on score there. one. Get a goal bonus for the next five years. If anyone, the one goal, anyone's interested, come back again. But um, guys, that has been a, an interesting one. I'm 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 still not to say too much to you, Aaron, about Guardiola. Can't be interested to see the the backlash. On that one, uh, I'm sure there'll be a few people that will not be in your camp and will agree with us that Pep is, is once again brought it back. Um, but guys, that's been another great episode of Playing Out From The Back. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.